0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is on this amazing day. I hope you are just feeling super fantastic, because guess what? You're listening to this, so you're alive and you're breathing. Be grateful right now in this moment. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee in Christ. Yes, my weekly share of the daily practice that is literally transformed my life. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. This is totally spontaneous. And it really, my hope is that I say something today through the Word. The Word is working through me to you that you needed to hear and that you will take action on, which is the most important thing. Take action. If you feel prompted, so prompted by the Holy Spirit, you have to take action, because that—that, that, in my opinion, brings the word to life. That's what you want to do. You want to bring the word to life. Okay, let's jump right in with the verse of the day. And also, thank you for my regular listeners. Appreciate you coming back. Keep sharing. Keep telling people about the podcast. It helps us grow and reach more people, which is ultimately what we're here to do is reach people for the kingdom. All right. And the verse of the day is Colossians 1:13. for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Yes, that is what has happened. That's literally what has happened. God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, which is, I believe, Satan and his world, this world is overcome by Satan. Now, God's already won, but Satan is, you know, he's the one through fear, mainly fear tactics, anything that you're afraid of other than saving your life from a lion chasing after you is probably satan you name it and satan is behind it distraction and fear the holy spirit is the comforter and you have the holy spirit in you so that's what jesus called the holy spirit the comforter so he is there the holy spirit is there to provide comfort for you so if you're not comfortable you need to turn to the holy spirit which is in you And don't let the outside world don't let the things of this world or even your mind your thoughts stray over to the dark side let's get into the light yes get out of that darkness and let's come into the kingdom of the son he loves which is of course Jesus follow Jesus that's what we are all about at life transformed is just following Jesus' lifestyle. We're about to launch a Pinterest channel, so be on the lookout for that. We've got a YouTube channel. We've got all kinds of stuff going on, ways to reach people for the kingdom, because that's what we are called to do. All right, let's jump into the plan for the day, and let's see what I've got here. Discernment with time my mom always told me that we make time for what's important to us i always believed this simple phrase but the older i get the more it makes sense when we say that there are things we do not have time for it is never a matter of not actually having the minutes or hours but it means we made other things more of a priority how would you rank these things on your priority scale if they apply to you family work God, hobbies, children, church, and spouse. Well, I would rank God, spouse, um, family, work. Family in my case includes children. So family slash children, work, Hobbies, church, that's how I'd rank them. And church, I think they're talking about the formal building, the church. Maybe, if they're talking about the people, then that's, you know, that's right up there with, you know, I would put, because the church is the people. That's the church. So we're all the church as people, children of God, Right, so I would put that ahead of work and hobbies. So that's where that would go. If it's all the people, if it's the building, I'd put that last. If God is not number one in on your list, your list is wrong, bottom line. Woo, okay, made that one. This does not mean that work and family are not important. Quite the contrary, only by God being the number one priority in your life, are you able to fully and properly devote yourself to all the other things on the list. A husband or father filled with the Holy Spirit and in communion with God throughout the day is able to be the man he is called to be for his family and lead them properly. Knowing that we do not have unlimited time, it is all about a matter of priority. Too often we rely on our feelings to prioritize our time and decisions. Yes, feelings can be so deceptive. Oh my gosh. If we don't feel like exercising, we sit on the couch. If we don't feel like eating right, we grab fast food. If we don't feel like spending time with our children, we go see a movie. Feelings are terrible catalysts for discernment. Oh, I like that. Let me write that down. We've been discussing feelings a lot lately. It's come up a lot. And I like that. So feelings are terrible. Just writing it in my journal. Catalysts for discernment. And this study is all about discernment. That's what I've been learning about here lately. Knox, FaceTime video. Sorry about that. Okay, feelings are a terrible catalyst for discernment. We need to follow through on what we know is right instead of listening to our feelings. Don't let your feelings control faith. Love it. <clears throat> Sorry, just writing that, so powerful. Proverbs sixteen three, and I think that's the thing. Feelings can pop up, and you know I've also been I've been studying triggers and all of that stuff, and I won't go into too much detail on all that. Listen to Alana's podcast, um, and you know she, mindset reset. She talks a lot about how you go through you know, this whole process of getting past your feelings. Um, But it's so important to, you know, you're going to have these feelings, these emotions. I've had a recent revelation where I've been able to give those triggers to Jesus. And it's amazing. It's totally transformed who I am. Um, Still a work in progress because I'm, I'm, doing a neu- neurocycle, which is another whole topic too, um, to really cement these changes that the Holy Spirit delivered to me and that Jesus delivered to me. Um, but you know, you can think, feel, you feel these things, these feelings, but then choose how you want to act. You still have that choice and it requires just, um, Deep breath and just a pause to choose. Choose how you respond to something. Okay, so this is so good. Okay, so Proverbs 16.3 tells us to commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. We need to incorporate routines into our life that help us achieve our goals. Find what works for you in your routines. Ideally, if you can find time to set apart from the noise around you where you can meditate on the Bible, then make it happen. Many times we think that with God, time with God has to look a certain way, however certain, consider that the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we can take time during our day to pray, stop, and pray again, later. Having discernment with our time, we can cognitively and with the help of the Holy Spirit decide in advance where we should spend time daily based on what is a priority in our life. So good. Where have you not been spending enough time in an area that you would consider a priority? What are some practical steps you can spend more time in the above area? Yep, and of course, this practice every morning, spending time in the Word for me and then I've got recharge times and God times built in throughout the day. And I'm getting better at actually taking them, but they're they're on my schedule now. So it's a matter of each day acknowledging and taking that time so it's a it's a work in progress doing a a mastermind called tiny habits so if you want to create some of these good habits we've got a we've got a behavioral model and method that is guaranteed to work for you if you want to change any habit or get rid of a habit or start a habit a new habit so isn't that enticing get a hold of me and I can tell you more about that mastermind Okay, Proverbs 16, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Love that. And isn't that a beautiful thing to think about? I'm gonna put this one on Instagram because it's a great thought for people to understand and acknowledge and again, with God, there is no halfway. Everything has got to be, you got to be all in. You can't mess around and, you know, say, well, yeah, I'm partially in. You have got to be all in. So I'm putting this under, there's coffee in Christ. Hmm. And I love it. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever I do. No wiggle room. <laughs> I love it. So I'm putting that in Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see this. Oops. What did I do see I'm not the best at this there we go now I want to make it do some moving there we go and then you add some music to it let's see let's see oh I know who I wanted to what's that guy's name uh, Oh my gosh, I can't think of the artist's name. The song was on the other day, and I thought, oh, Brandon Heath, that's who it was. Brandon, let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find it. (coughs) Yeah, this is it. That's a good song, isn't it? alright so that (coughs) excuse me that is a great verse next pray continually 1 Thessalonians 5 there's always time to pray so good all right now I'm also reading through the Bible first time ever in my life you all and those of you who are new right now I am in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 22, this is what the Lord says, go down to the palace of the king of Judah and proclaim this message there, I love it if you hear this is what the God, what the Lord says, hear the word of the Lord to you, king of Judah, You, you who sit on David's throne, you your officials and your people who come through these gates. This is what the Lord says Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of the oppressor the one who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow. Do not shed innocent blood in this place. This is so good. So, God is giving the prescription for a good life. For if you are careful to carry out these commands, then kings who sit on David's throne will come through the gates of this place, riding in chariots and on horses, accompanied by their officials and their people. But if you do not obey these commands, declares the Lord, I swear by myself that this place will become a ruin. For this is what the Lord says about the palace of the king of Judah. Though you are like Gilead to me, like the summit of Lebanon, I will surely make you like a wasteland, like towns not inhabited. I will send destroyers against you each man with his weapons and they will cut up your fine cedar beams and throw them into the fire people from many nations will pass by this city and will ask one another why has the Lord done such a thing to this great city and the answer will be because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God and have worshiped and served other gods that is always a theme in the Old Testament where people turned away and started worshiping other gods. It's a great message for us today. The same message for us today. Do not weep for the dead or mourn his loss. Rather, keep bitterly weep bitterly for him who is exiled because he will never return, nor see his native land again. For this is what the Lord says about Shalem, son of Josiah, who succeeded his father as king of Judah, but has gone from this place. He will never return. He will die in the place where they have led him captive. He will not see this land again. Woe to him who builds his palace by unrighteousness, his upper rooms by injustice, making his own people work for nothing, not paying them for their labor. He says, I will build myself a great palace with spacious upper rooms. So he makes large windows in it, panels it with cedar and decorates it in red. Does it make you a king to have more and more cedar? Did did not your father have food and drink? He did what was right and just, so all went well with him. He defended the cause of the poor and needy, and so all went well. Is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord? But your eyes and your heart are set only on dishonest gain, on shedding innocent blood, and on oppression and extortion. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, they will not mourn for him. Alas, my brother, alas, my sister, they will not mourn for him. Alas, my master, alas, his splendor. He will have the burial of a donkey dragged away and thrown outside the gates of Jerusalem. Wow. Go up to Lebanon and cry out. Let your voice be heard in Bashan. Cry out from Abram all your allies are crushed. I warned you when you felt secure, but you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth. You have not obeyed me. The wind will drive all your shepherds away and your allies will go into exile. Then you will be ashamed and disgraced because of all your wickedness. You who live in Lebanon, who are nestled in cedar buildings, how you will groan when pangs come up on you. Pain like that of a woman in labor. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, even if you, Jehokin, son of Jehokim, king of Judah, were a signet ring on my right hand, I would still pull you off. I will deliver you into the hands of those who want to kill you, those who, those you fear. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon and the Babylonians, I will hurl you and the mother who gave you birth into another country where neither of you was born, and there you will both die. You will never come back to the land you long to return to. Is this man, Jehoiakim, a despised, broken pot, an object no one wants? Why will he and his children be hurled out, cast into a land they do not know? Oh, land, 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 hear the word of the Lord this is what the Lord says record this man as if childless a man who will not prosper in his lifetime for none of his offspring will prosper none will sit on the throne of David or rule anymore in Judah Woo! see when God is not pleased that's not good and here's John Maxwell who I read from the Maxwell Bible which is really good The measure of man is what he does with power, and this is reflecting on this verse 22. Leaders who use their power and influence for personal gain offend God. Jeremiah cautions leaders who build their own kingdoms but fail to exhibit wisdom. He warns them against preoccupation with their own welfare rather than the people of God has given them. God considers such misuse of power grounds for removal. Yes. So it's so cool that through God, we know what he wants us to do. And it really does come back to getting rid rid of pride. I mean, that is the bottom line, is don't do anything for your own selfish gain. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom. It's about doing what's right. It's about... Loving people like Jesus did. And I just love that. All right, you all. That'll wrap up. Coffee in Christ today. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you got something from this. Remember, join me every Thursday for Coffee in Christ. And on Mondays, we do Chasing Freedom Momentum Monday. And we will interview people or I'll share some insight that I've received from this amazing life. So until next time, have a great day rest of your morning, afternoon or evening.